0: Lock Talk Radio. Five, four, three, two, one, go.
1: Good morning. Happy Football Sunday. Yes, preseason Football has come to a close. And we preseason has come to a close, and we are getting ready for the regular season. So thank you guys for joining us on another amazing Sunday. So we've got quite a bit to talk about. We do have co-hosts Renard and Michael on the line. Good morning, guys. How are you? How you Good doing, morning.
2: guys? a Little excited. Oh, Some people may or may not like college football, but real football began yesterday and professional football begins next week, so football is here.
3: Yes, it is. Football indeed, is definitely and we are all bad. excited. You know, um, the great thing about yesterday is, that, as we said in the meeting, that football was actually played. You know, nothing against the preseason for the NFL. We understand what's going on, you know, in that arena. However, but actual football was played that counted. You know, yes, football count, You know, so yeah, so yeah, it's it's officially football season, ladies and gentlemen. If you've been waiting for it, it is finally here. Finally, finally, it finally. It is here. definitely,
1: definitely, oh, let me stop definitely you there on something, here. Mike. You say, "Football
3: season is finally here."
2: says, "Often, football season is year-round. It's always here, but the games are finally here. So let's rephrase that: football season is here year-round." So much things with so many networks having football shows on 365. Football season is always here. Football game season starts this week.
3: Exactly, and I agree with you there. And to that, we're going to give a round of applause because we're all excited, and we have a lot to talk about. There, as Cass said. And with that, let's go ahead and get right into it. And we're going to start off today with the Minnesota Vikings. Cass, go ahead and talk about your favorite team.
1: Well, mind. we have finally reached a wonderful 53-man roster. No big shockers on the Vikings roster. I mean, right now, you know, we're we're sitting and we're looking at pretty much the same familiar names that we've always seen. No no big jumps. I know a couple people kind of teated on both ends. you cut Blair Walsh? keep Blair Walsh but you know part of our special teams we have Blair Walsh a kicker long snapper so Kevin McDermott and Jeff Lock he is still the puncher so they're no big you know pretty much what we thought um, unlike a couple teams in our division we do have two quarterbacks and no Teddy Bridgewater is not one yeah, I of them
2: you can't dance around the big news of the week
1: I wasn't dancing around the big news <laughs> <laughs> Um, Teddy Bridgewater is not one of them. Teddy Bridgewater right now is on IR. If you did or did not know, Teddy Bridgewater did get hurt pretty bad in a non-contact injury during practice this past week. So he's out for the season. If you did not know, Teddy Bridgewater
2: okay. is out living under a football rock somewhere.
1: You know, somebody might. I'm not going to, you know, um, definitely I don't not going to he's it. Under a
2: rock, but at least under a football rock.
1: And there may be. This might be the only show they come out for. So let me give them information and So they <laughs> this is so definitely um so he's out. So with that being said, the only QB that um the Vikings were really looking at was Sean Hill, who was the backup and yes, he's an amazing veteran. He needs to stay the backup. So, you know, the Vikings threw out a couple names, went and got Sorensen. At Sorensen, two days later, it, 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 was, it was a whirlwind. A lot of names were thrown out there. But for some reason, they decided to go get Sam Bradford. Now, it's to me, it's not about going to get Sam Bradford because, to be honest, he did hold his own last season. He He's not a horrible quarterback. To give up a first-round pick for Sam Bradford is like,
0: yeah, there that's had to what be, I like, I was Tennessee or something
1: that. in there. There wasn't even, like, you know, McCollum-15. There was definitely, like, Tennessee and some White Owls on that table because I cannot believe
0: <laughs> <he did laughs> a first-round draft pick for a
1: player who was probably going to be released anyway to give up a first-round draft pick on a day. Big Sam Rafferty got weekend. what he, wanted. he got out of he got out right. Of Sam Sam probably got the best deal out of all of this. Now, a, another big issue with this is a lot of people, and I'm one of them, that felt that the Vikings had a good chance to be Super Bowl contenders leading up to the moment of Teddy Bridgewater's injury are kind of a little um, – we're indifferent right now. Like, literally the day that the news broke about Teddy Bridgewater's injury and everybody thinking about the Super Bowl many people like just threw our team in the basement like a little father y'all ain't gonna make it but to be honest Sam Bradford is not a terrible quarterback he has a lot to learn so first game Sean Hill is starting Sean Hill's yeah, not horrible, but Sean, Sean Hill is Sean Hill. And my so problem, you already mentioned one of the
2: problems with Sam Bradford, giving up a first-round pick and another pick in 2018 as well. That's problem number one. But pro- My pro- my bigger problem with getting, going against Sam Bradford is you, give, you lose a guy to injury and you go get an injury-prone quarterback. He's had multiple injuries well, in the NFL, not to mention the injury he had in college.
1: Yeah, but he's he's bounced back. Like Sam Bradford hasn't been like on the on the ground looking like Tony Moraw. You know, he's had some significant injuries, but it's not like every fourth play like he's just out there looking like the you know the cripple has been. So he's not, he's not been Michael Vick to and Tony back.
2: Romo, he, but he's not far from it either.
1: Oh, I'm not comparing nobody to Tony. But I'm, I'm not. Mm-hmm. No, um, thank you. That's not.
3: All. <laughs> you, did you just
1: Mm-mm. call me Mr. I will, what, I, what, I, <laughs> uh, what I will <laughs> say is. Uh, that like <laughs> 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 Let me get this out. Done it. What I will say is, um, I don't. I'm not gonna wash away the Super Bowl contender hopes and the reason being is I know we were expecting a spectacular Teddy Bridgewater this season, at least I was, because I've, you know, had some Teddy Bridgewater issues in the past. Growing. So I guess I was he gonna was definitely be growing. I he he was growing, so I was gonna be, you know, the one lonely Yay! fan, you know for Teddy Bridgewater this year. Well, well, but well you, you weren't because, by
3: your, you were not you weren't by yourself. I I mean you know, not to interrupt you but to interrupt you. Uh you know, you weren't by yourself because I, I was feeling the same way. You know, when we first started off the season, I remember I said that, you know, he's progressed so far in his first two seasons that now he should be ready to be in that position to lead. So I was just as equally excited as you were. So, you know, too bad we don't have a two-person, you know, um, yay. <laughs> you know, sound effect. But no, I'm. I'm it it's saddens me that. Oh, thank you. But you know, it, it, it's it's sad to I me. Mean, it's, it's sad because I had such high expectations for him this year. And I was look, really looking forward so to it. Well, you, you,
1: your up. expectations were probably higher than mine because my expectation. I did like what I saw. I, I, I love the effort that he put in in the off season, and I liked how he looked in preseason. But we all know what preseason is, and for about twenty five thirty 30 guys, that's a tryout session. And they'll right. do whatever if they got to go up in the 300-seat level and catch the ball, and they're just going to do it. So, if nothing else, that'll be the only game mom saw him playing. But when it comes to the regular season, I was still waiting to see Teddy's production in the first three games. Mm -hmm. Because, again, Teddy got the Pepsi Rookie of the Year Award in the first season. Teddy looked very good in his, his first season. He did not look spectacular And great. His sophomore season hmm, was a little bit iffier. And you got to think about it. There's a lot of film now on Teddy. So, yeah, teams are coming for him the same way they come for Adrian, the same way, you know, they, they get a Jake Cutler, the same way, you know, Denver demolished Aaron Rodgers. So, I mean, you know, when you've got players and they're studying film and they're creating plays to really, really shut you down. We had to see if Teddy's confidence was going to be shaken again, if he was really going to throw those same bombs that we saw him throw in preseason, because regular season, when that first string is out there, and if they all feel like winner takes all, that's a totally different beast to go up against. So I was hoping to see his transition. But, again, it's not like we are losing. Yeah, I'm going to throw this out there, a Tom Brady or a Brett Favre-esque Quarterback, where you knew time right. they stepped on the field, they were going to give you two hundred and ten percent, even on their worst day. I mean, games that the Packers, you know, looked like they were losing. We watched Aaron Rodgers look at the clock like, Nope, it's time left. I'm gonna throw this bomb in the end zone. Whoop! He caught it. We walking off with a win. Thirty seconds left, my man. So you know, we 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 we're not losing that. We just have really high hopes that this was the year Teddy was going to come out and be the bomb. I don't think Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford is definitely for what we were expecting for Teddy Bridgewater. Sam Bradford is a drop-off from what we were expecting. But at the same time, he is really not a horrible quarterback. Um, He's just not what we were expecting. And I'm hoping he can fit right into the system. I'm hoping he can utilize the wide receivers. That's one of the first things a lot of people said, oh, my God, the wide receivers and that whole aerial attack game is going to be dead because who's going to find the wide receivers, um, you know, some good handoffs. Hopefully the O-line is just killing this season because they've put so much into the O-line and the defense that they can create holes for the ground game and that they can definitely protect both quarterbacks and like Sam Bradford and Sean Hill. So I'm not taking them off at high competitive standards of possibly even being able to make it to the Super Bowl. That will be up to how the team responds to their opposition and how well Sam Bradford can really fit into the scheme of things and propel the team forward. So I'm not dead yet inside. I am a little concerned though about giving up a first round <laughs> draft pick for a player that was probably going to be released anyway. Or I just don't understand why that went so high. Well, like I said, you know, pardon well, do you, me, but do I really think, think Tennessee and White who's on the table when that happened.
3: Well, do you think that did his, his job? Problem. I'll say that much. <laughs> do you think that um the you know with the, with his former with his relationship with Adrian, you know, they were former teammates and everything so they've played together before Mm -hmm. do you think that do you think that's going to give them somewhat of an advantage even with the new scheme
1: definitely definitely um he also has a a very good arm he does not make bad decisions if you've seen him play in the past his decision making is not horrible in fact he has to carry a team you know on 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 his his back was it last season he has to kind of carry a team a little bit there so he does you know i don't think he's he's horrible i just I think most people did not put him in that starter caliber. Get me to the Super Bowl quarterback category, but then again, the Chicago Bears went to the Super Bowl with Rex Grossman as their quarterback. Well, yeah, of, you know, I don't were, agree with you the Denver Mike. Broncos, the Denver Broncos had to say Peyton Manning, and, and they used Brock Osweiler, who was the baby in the league, and you know they made it all the way. So you know, it the whole team really has to come together. And that chemistry has to change. They have to really want it that bad, which, as we mentioned a week ago, is something that we saw in the 2005 season, Bears. They just wanted it that bad. If you really go back and look at a lot of the games and the plays, you're like, what were these dudes out here doing? They was just like, like right. they not tackle anybody. Kick him in the shins, run down the field. Like, it, it was like... They just wanted it that bad. And so if the, if, if my favorite team wants it that bad, because I'll definitely be cheering them on, and I'm definitely in support of the fact that I'm not taking them out of the contention right now because they haven't proven they should be out of contention, then they will actually, you know, play like that's it. They will play like is, you know, Houston or bust.
2: Well, one of the things and that I, I def- will add, I will add, and Mike, but- you touched on it with the fact that Adrian Peterson and Sam Bradford having already played together in college, what it will do is it will, any quarterback needs something to provide comfort and Adrian Peterson will help provide comfort and say, I already, I already know that I can throw him. He can be my check down guy. We already know that there won't be any problems with the handoffs because we've, we've done this a million times already. So one thing is, people do forget Sam Bradford was a rookie of the year. He took, Mm -hmm. he took, uh, he almost took uh, uh, the Rams, the St. Louis Rams to the playoffs. uh, He carried the team
1: on his back. He really did. He has, he has, he he has been there.
2: It's just that I just have come to, to use a bad analogy, but it might actually work. I've come to hear him in my eyes reasons to Mark Sanchez. Sometimes you'll get good Sam Bradford and sometimes not so much. Just like you can get good good uh, Mark Sanchez, sometimes not so much. And I oh, just...
1: I can't compare... No, I... No, I... No, I... I no. no, I... No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. My reason for I'm the comparison with that good, good,
2: good Sam Bradford versus bad Sam Bradford... Is is usually health related. Uh, even when he's out there and he's minor injury, he's just his bad Sam Bradford stuff. Usually, his arm is sore or he's his health related. I'm not saying that Manche- bad Mark Sanchez is usually decision related. Bad Sam Bradford is usually health related. And I guess I've grown to be able to trust Sam at this point because his. Prone problem. He's not always healthy. I just can't trust. Him. That's what my opinion of him. Is
1: you know, well, I, just, I, I, my only issue is what they gave up to get him. That, they, I, gave yeah. just, they gave up a totally lot. They gave up a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. To, that's a lot to do. When, you, when it when it comes down to it, if your star quarterback is hurt and your superstar running back is on the field, and y'all got to go back to some type of ground game with the possibility of the aerial, like the aerial tech has to come second, you got one of the best running backs in the league right now, so yes, go get a quarterback who knows how to play with them, who knows the whole scheme. They were together when they only had dreams of going to the NFL, so it made sense. It, it definitely made sense to me. I, I cannot say that. I just looked at what they gave up and I am yeah. thinking my
3: story and what, I, that first, what that first round of next year. And, and a fourth round in in of 2000, in 2018, in 2018,
2: right. I, I, I honestly didn't think Sam Bradford could get could warrant anything more than a third or fourth by itself. <laughs> like, hey, Sam I,
1: Bradford I, made out like a fat rat. He got a uh, new lady in the play in He's the starting quarterback, but well he will be. He's playing with his old teammate who's one of the superstars in the league. It might work and, out, man.
3: You never that's that's what I love about football, everyone, is the fact that I, I think, it, I think each, it year, work out. each year you just don't know. You know, it's it's a crapshoot every year. You have no idea, you know, what how the moves the teams really? make during the preseason are gonna stand out. You mean, I mean, some teams you you already know. That, I
1: mean, that's certain teams, right? Like some, some
3: you know, certain teams, teams, certain like, teams nobody you
1: know, teams around. It like, you I know, wonder right. what the Patriots are doing. Right.
3: Right. right, exactly. You know, certain teams, <laughs> some
1: are, teams, and I'm not, I'm not talking
3: about the we squad, already know what teams you can expect what from. But the other, but the, those teams that are always constantly on the bubble, which is sadly probably the you know the teams that we're all mostly fans of. You know, I'm not really a big Patriots fan. and never really have been. You know, I'm not – obviously, I'm not a Green Bay fan. I live in Chicago. Uh, you know, I like some of their players, but that's probably the extent of it. But it's like, you know, it's like even with the Bears, I mean, it, some of the moves they make are questionable always. But, you know, and you know, even with Minnesota in this move, it's the fact that they're making these moves and, and they put you in a position where you're like, all right, let's see how this works out because you really don't have a choice. They've already made decision and you got to live with it, Right. you know, fan or not. Right. So, you know, that's why I'm saying it, this could actually work out to be a really, really good thing for him. You know, based off of, um, the article I'm looking at on NFL.com, you know, they said, okay, well, why might Minnesota be right? And, you know, when you look at the fact that Teddy just got hurt, when you look at the fact that they don't really have you know, the, the let's let's face it, the QB you know pool right now is is very dismal. They don't have a lot to choose from.
1: But it wasn't a bad choice considering if, if it's not else, a bad is, choice. If you just yeah. got to run the ball to that. We have of course we, we at least at least, right, at, at least we are. know
3: somebody who we know somebody we know these two how we know how these two look together. We know that that's just a matter of them getting in practice and getting the timing back, which but really we, won't even take that long.
2: Usually when you Shouldn't give
3: up,
2: usually when you give up a first or a second round pick, it's not for you a player. Great. It's well, it's not even. It's not for a player that you're looking at as a band aid, Uh because well, the no, thinking that think, yeah, exactly I think if not.
1: I think if it, think and, if and, it was a band aid thing,
2: was, then it would only be like for well, a year. See, everything that has come
1: out of but, but
2: everything that's, that has come that's out of question. Minnesota, everything that has come out but of Minnesota, it has been. We expect Teddy Bridgewater to be back next season to be our starting QB. Right.
3: If you're saying then, that, but, but they have, but they have but, to but say but that. Look, that's but
0: look, you look what you, say give, that. Man, talking, you gonna gonna give up. I don't know, but you're
2: expecting a quarterback, looking at what you're quarterback up to be to your get. QB of the future. Are you? That's usually what what happens. If you give up that much, this is your this is exactly. your player of the future.
1: So that kind of confused me because. I don't think, well. But say, okay, say they go as far as expected with Teddy Bridgewater was healthy. Right. Say the Vikings do make it all the way to Houston, win or lose. They make it to Houston. Do you then, or or say they they just go hella far in the playoffs? Do you fit Teddy Bridgewater down? Is Teddy, are you just going to sit? Are you going to sit Sam Bradford down and be like, Teddy?
2: And i would If I was a Vikings we, fan, and Sam Bradford does that good, I would be okay with it. But, right. But my question still is: giving up that much? Are you announcing that Sam Bradford is your QB of the future? Is that no? What you're announcing? And that was think, my thought. I
3: don't thought. think that's.
2: Yeah, I don't think that's what they're doing. Uh, that was too much to, to give
1: I, up. Well, well, that was she she why would
3: you? You're either with they have or
2: a bad date. There is no in between on that
3: issue. Let, right, but here's the thing, this is and this is a, what we're talking about right now is why I want to bring up this article point, because they even say, Okay, where this gets interesting, and this is the very thing we're talking about, is he a patch or are you saying that you don't believe Teddy Bridgewater is gonna be the quarterback of the future? If you look at it from the standpoint of, okay, his knee injury, if it's something that he cannot overcome by next season, which is possible They've got Sam Bradford at least through 2017 until Teddy gets better. Now, if, like, passes, you didn't need to give if up a first-round right, pick for that. I understand this, but that's why they even said it's just, he's more than just a one-year hyper-expensive patch. <laughs> yeah, Which we, is it, why I don't believe
1: that. Right. But this is why I don't believe. I, I hear I'm going to. Stay quiet on what I know So I'm just going to go on with media feeds. And you talk about this the, the injury You gave up that But you're assuring everybody Teddy will be right back So what is his injury really?
3: Exactly
2: I mean even because if I don't look at what his you, injury you, is you, Listen Even if you remove Teddy Bridgewater Out of the equation You can't Give up a first round pick Whatever you get back is a player of the future. I'm not even if you even if you remove Sam Bradford out but, of the but, but but what what we're saying what what's being be said
1: is future. why go get a player of the future if quote unquote you have one.
3: <laughs> right. Well, here is that, well, here's that, the thing, and, that's, and, that's and, this, what, and this and that's this is, is the is, same so thing they're saying. Do they're saying.
1: think I don't. I don't think that
3: his injury is he ain't gonna be back next year.
1: As my yeah. Yeah, I, I question the next year, and I think what they know, did not want to happen, and let's be honest, when we saw RG three come back, and they swore he that he had the off season, he rehab, and he wasn't ready on that field, and, and they were like, Oh he was, was, like, not, oh, no.
3: ready. He was no. not ready. Somebody and he at the all. Is. No. So the so agent. They've back already,
1: has, but that's but that's so messed up that they've already prepared for him to not come back Is it messed
3: up? or? It, but here it is. Is it messed up or is it, or is it smart business? Now, we all agree because it costs it, a it,
1: lot. It, it, it's, it's smart you know, business, but it's just, let it, it's just letting you know that
3: they don't believe it. Be. I, I,
1: I don't I see, see it. I mean, yeah, yeah, it, and, and it, it, it,
2: like it has, proven, I, has, it's has moved up everybody's timeline. And the problem is when you look at your RG3s, when you look at your Derrick Rose, and you look at a host of other players, most people don't come back in 12 months. They come back in 18 months. 18 months is is what it should be, not 12. Don't rush people back. And if, if and he has what it sounds like to be a worse than average ACL
3: injury, a worse than average. And he also so has to deal w- with
1: another break and a dislocation.
3: So. Right. So right. Like I said, they're they're how do you expect him to be back in the next season?
1: Now wait, I'm not wait, saying this is I'm not, not impossible. But what we're saying is, they keep assuring fans he'll be right back. Stay tuned, and right. he'll be right back. We're gonna give right. up the whole world for this dude, but he'll be right back. And so, like some all game like, for are okay, one should did all of everybody's
3: uh, vocabulary. Yeah, I don't huh? think that. I like. Go ahead. I said what all in for
2: all in for game one should be out of everybody's vocabulary.
3: Oh yeah. And see, I haven't even like I haven't looked went and looked at this footage or any video on the on the hit or whatever happens. I don't think they even have it. But oh
1: no, you know, it's just that.
3: no, right? You know, but it's just the fact like if they're describing he didn't. it well, like he didn't it, it is. He didn't
1: have a hit. He didn't have a hit. It was a non-contact injury. He was actually planting to pass the ball. He was not. It was a non-contact injury in practice. Oh, yeah, yeah. similar to 20 20 20. Girls, He
3: just planted. Those his his are leg. the worst. And those are the worst ones.
2: The dreaded non-contact injury is Those are the worst non-contact ones.
3: injury for a reason. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man, because I, re- I remember uh, we were we were practicing at Sam Boyd Stadium, uh, which is the UNW football stadium, and we went out there to practice one day. You know, no pass, no nothing, right? And we go out through drills, i am running back. And I went, I went and planted, and I could not go – I couldn't turn and go upfield. I had to run at an angle. <laughs> And I came back and I was like, Okay, I must have pulled something. I go to the doctor, get an X ray, and find out that I had tore my um uh, muscle. My thigh like part the little part of my thigh muscle, groin muscle had tore. From playing tore away on from that your
1: body.
3: Yeah, like like so the muscle is little
1: tear breaks and dislocations. So, and, yeah,
3: so if you go out there and you break so, and you dislocate you know, and, and you did first off you put, you mad because you didn't get hit. As a and player, you pissed you didn't get. You like <laughs> At least you, you got here. You could you could justify like, okay, now I know why my legs broke, but all I did was plant it, and all of a sudden, here I am.
1: So, with that know? being said, it was not a bad move. They just gave up a lot, but they gave yeah. up a lot to secure. But we we've seen quarterbacks lose their. Starting job due to injury. I mean, her, I blessed, you know, girl. Chicago. You know what? McMahon, you know, so. Tom Brady. We we we've seen we've seen it. We've seen it Tom happen. Brady so. Tom Brady
2: Brady because of an injury. Now, I will yeah, tell you this seriously. That is the one. That is Brett rare. Favre is Brett Favre because of an injury.
3: The, I, that is the one. That is the one thing I, I do respect about the NFL because the college does. The college level does not work that way. From my own personal experience, it might work somewhere, some places like that, on different teams. But my experience at UNLV wasn't like that. It was more or less like you can fill in, and no matter how well you do, until the starter comes back. When he comes back, he still got his spot. Didn't have to work way back in. So when it comes down to the NFL doing that, hey man, shoot, they they offer the who who playing the best at that point. If that's the winning quarterback, you got to win your spot back. If K win it back, oh, well. So I definitely respect them for that. And, and that's, that's exactly, exactly what this left. was.
1: When when I saw them give up that much, they are looking at, and I call it the RG3 factor, Robert Griffin, don't be mad at me. please. You know, it is what it is. When you Kurt expect your players to job. miraculously – when you expect your player to miraculously heal from a major injury, even though they want to play, you you know, as a corporation, (laughs) you have to step (laughs) in and and call a few shots like, no, dude, you my money. Like, I need you to sit down. So they definitely gave up a lot. So this lets you know that they are prepared for Teddy to, you know, if it takes 18 months, it takes 18 months.
3: Right but and they uh, need to know. go get
1: a quarterback that is familiar with the superstar running back that they have as well as he does have an aerial attack. I mean, again, he did carry a team. You know, he he did have to put the Rams on his back and and carry them. So, when you it was a bit of a shocker initially, out of anybody that you would have thought they would have grabbed. But at the same time, if they are preparing for you know, Teddy did not run on the field for the last game and throw their final touchdown or something. They had to do what they had to do. And, of course, I'm not giving up on my squad. Nothing has shown me, to be honest, nothing has shown me Teddy was going to be fully stellar in a full season yet either. We were just hoping was, well, and speculating yeah. based on what he did in his offseason and how he looked in a couple of preseason games. But if we really want to, you know, let preseason be the judge, then we can go back to, what, 2013 when the Detroit Lions went out there and treated preseason like it was a season, and then we came down to the last few games of the season and they weren't even a factor. Yeah. They weren't even in a conversation about being close to the playoffs. They ended up on the bottom of the NFC North. So, you know, we were going off hopes and, and dreams of a amazing Teddy this season anyway. Unfortunately, we didn't get to see it. Hopefully, he rehabs and he's able to bounce back and show us everything and, and continue to work hard in the offseason and continue to develop into the superstar player and win a spot back. But right now, there's Sam Bradford and... well, oh, go Vikings. Bradford oh, is go. less of a bandage <laughs> than
2: is less of a Band-Aid than your Mark Sanchez, your Josh McCowns, and your Michael Vicks. If they had one of those, I would say it's a true Band-Aid. Sam Bradford is better than your No, he's there. He's better than your Band-Aid. He's there. He's, he's,
1: he's, he's, there. he's, right. there. he's not a Band-Aid. He's there, period. And, yeah. and and we'll probably get another type of contract if Teddy cannot bounce back.
3: Exactly. He's, he's
1: officially there. He's not a Band-Aid. Like he, the names you just mentioned – well, you know what? I'm glad there wasn't a Mark Sanchez because they were looking to give this type of opportunity to somebody. And I, I wasn't going if it was Mark Sanchez. I, no. No. <laughs> they would have had to give Mark Sanchez. Like, that would have been Band-Aid money. Like it. And now My let me was, ask you, how would you have had reacted they got to Josh McCown? McCown? I don't think Josh McCown would have fit. I don't think Josh McCown would have would have been a good fit in what they are attempting to run and do now. And like I said, because you ain't got a quarterback who has a rapport with your superstar player. Yeah, we, we, that, could, we that, could just stop. They what have a rapport. If, if nothing right. else, if he cannot get with, with the O-line, you know, as stacked as they've made this O-line, it's not the greatest O-line as of yet. But it's a very, very, very good O-line coming into this season in 2016. So they've stacked it. They've got players back from injury. So as of today, it's a a pretty healthy O-line. So they know how to make holes for Adrian. They know how to hold the defense so that the quarterback can make a decision. Sam Bradford does not hold the ball as long. I know when you look at the stats, it doesn't seem like Teddy Bridgewater held the ball. Long, but Teddy, you know, could have got the ball, the ball out a little faster. Sam, Teddy Sam Bradford up. does. Sam gets the ball out.
2: Sam, Sam knows Raffer's how.
1: Sam makes totally different to feel decisions better
2: than, uh, than Teddy Bridgewater. I'll
3: say that.
1: He makes better decisions in a panic situation from from yes. what we've seen if we had to go on what we've seen from Teddy Bridgewater in the past, not counting this season or this preseason, what we've seen from him in the past, Sam Bradford has made better decisions because he's had to, he's been in that predicament where once again he has to carry a team. So and then he's, and Sam he's familiar Bradford with has playing more
2: with less. Teddy Bridgewater I was has had to say weapons. that.
1: He's familiar with playing with with less to work with was honestly you you read my mind up it's going to be my next statement (laughs) so it's just what they gave up and when i saw what they gave up i knew that business-wise they are not expecting teddy bridgewater to recover like that they are expecting the rg3 factor we hope it's not that and then we hope we just got a one-two punch at quarterback that would be amazing but we saw what happened when they tried to rush our G three back, and it it tainted his career for a moment. I'm glad he's with a new team and has a resurgence, and did sit out a season to fully rehabilitate because he doesn't look horrible on the field now. But he came back too soon twice. He came back, you know, too soon, and that was detrimental to his career. Almost cost him his career for decisions that management and staff, you know, game staff made. So. They're prepared to let Teddy fully rehab. They would rather Teddy fully rehab than bring t- than rush Teddy back, than get a Band-Aid quarterback and rush Teddy Bridgewater back, only to ruin his quarterback chances, NFL chances, period, going forward.
3: Which is a very so, smart decision. So right. I can't be mad I'm, at I'm, It's, I'm it's, still it's pricey.
1: It's, it's definitely pricey. But, it hey, was. I'm, I still think it was some if, him if, and it, White House in there, but, you know. <laughs> Hey, and, and, you
3: know, they had to pick what they had to go with, what they had to work with. And like we said before, ladies and gentlemen, it is a very dismal pickings out there when it comes to quarterbacks. So, there are not
2: 32 starting but, quarterbacks in the NFL. But,
3: they just have 32 but, quarterbacks <laughs> to <that> start. <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> but here on the flip side of that so um what? with the pack we're going to go ahead and segue to the packers
2: um the packers had that we met with the hatchet man this week
3: they surely did They, they really down were. To their 53 down to their 53 players and i mean you know you go from they went from 75 to 53 kind of quick
1: <laughs> it was like they had that They had that
2: cut-down right. meeting, and it was almost like they knew who they were cutting before the cut-down meeting.
3: Exactly. So, really quick. Now they don't have uh, a
1: long snapper.
3: No, they don't. Mm. But they all. But they at the to same time, they they are three deep at the quarterback position.
2: They, they are. Cut, they saying. did, they, they the most important team, team. people to to a special teams.
3: Right. They lost. So, they cut a
2: long snapper, a punter, and a kicker.
3: But they kept six undrafted rookies. <laughs> <laughs> that actually you know, that should scare you. That's that should that's, but, you but, but but that's but that's but I'm telling y'all, that's the packer for that's you, pack man. Pack. Like you said, they right. they would they, they would go and grab said, somebody
2: off the street and say, man, if they kept six undrafted man. rookies, that means they found something. You know,
1: right? They're about to develop that. And oh, it's gonna that's show gonna up be... in game it's gonna show up in game seven and everybody gonna be looking at their scorecard like his name is Who who is this man? Right. A- exactly. Three hundred yards to who? <laughs> right, that though just watch his name. This guy oh, just man. got that guy fifty seven in one game.
0: <laughs> yeah. He played indeed, college football so.
1: for twenty six hours, you know, so they just gonna that's the Packers, like he said. They saw something and then they could develop.
3: All right, so this is what they did, just real quick, and we'll you know go through a little bit of this. Cause they have twenty five offense players, twenty six defense players, and two specialists, they don't have a long sniper on the roster after Laval's release. They kept six undrafted rookies, all for the most part, who have um, the Packers have kept in Todd, Thompson, Todd Thompson's eleven years as general manager. That's the most they kept since he's been general manager. That's kind of crazy. He uh, at least one undrafted rookie has made the Packers. Fifty-three cents. Thompson was hired in two thousand five. So from in the past eleven years, he's only had one undrafted rookie that he kept. This year, they keep six. Yeah,
2: the NFC North should be very nervous.
3: Man,
2: not I'm this just year, saying people. Not I this think year. I am saying this year. The future,
1: not this, should, not should, this. The future
2: yeah. should look very scary. I didn't say they had to be nervous this year, but they should be nervous for the future. If you, so, keep, if you keep six undrafted rookies, that means you see something. You see something. What they see might be a different question, but they see something.
3: Yeah, so it's going to be really interesting, you know, what, what they start to pour out of their little trick bag. You know, most of these kids are probably going to be on special teams, you know, just get so you can get game experience there first. Um, it's not really something I was a fan of when I was in college, I'll be honest with you, I was spoiled as it started when I was in high school, so when I got to college I expected the same thing. Didn't it happen that way, so I was like, whatever. You know, another story. But another story. <laughs> <laughs> we will talk about that in college in the college segment. Um but just looking at you know, that's a huge deal, dude. Six you know, just from the standpoint of the number itself and the fact that he hasn't done made a move like that in 11 years says a lot about how they see their future. And, you know, we all understand that Green Bay is Green Bay. They've always had weapons. Um, they know, develop and, and, players. And, and, and they really do. That's the one thing you can't say about them. They have a great history of developing players and, and getting, getting their teams game ready and just having phenomenal – you know performances across the board. Now that's not that, that's not to say they don't have any breakdowns because it's not like they made it anywhere that far last year. Let's let's keep it real. But as far as you know, this fifty three team, fifty three player roster they have right now, uh, you know, I think that they they we're we're gonna be in for some you know when we incredible. We talk about
2: how they develop players. I think a better word for Green Bay is they
3: reload. They are that's a good way.
2: Yeah. They reload, like, oh, we didn't have enough last year, let's reload with something different.
3: They but, you know, and, that, and contrary to what, you know, other another team in the NFC does, you know yeah. NFC North does, you know, they actually sit down and they're honest with the assessment of what they need and they go get it. Yes. You know, and most of, most of the time they're, you don't really see their fans questioning a lot of their moves because they're honest about what they need. You well, know. their
2: fans don't question what they do because the front office <laughs> has developed. The front office has has built up, uh, built
3: a, re- built a trust reputation with the uh, mm-hmm.
2: with, uh, with the other team that I think you're referencing, and I won't say their name yet either. We have not had a chance to develop that same rapport with that front office. Um, three different front offices in in about six years. It just doesn't happen. But Green Bay has developed a rapport and developed trust with their fans because the fans know, okay, if it doesn't work out this year, next year it will work out. They will go and get what they need. And when you we, we touched on it last week. When you know who your starters are going to be, you have the ability to build that back end. Um, I will compare it to baseball. You all always hear me reference other sports i'm commonly referencing the nba but in baseball one of the best things about what the cubs have uh come to be known for under theo being the president of baseball operations for the chicago Cubs, is their minor league system is one of the best in baseball and what green bay is virtually doing is that third and fourth man on the roster on the death chart what that actually means is okay you might not play this season but you'll play next season and the season after and even and if if we need you we're going to develop you right now we will have you ready if god forbid we need you to step up green bay is notorious for having people ready other teams in the nfl Mm -hmm. not just concentrating on the nfc north the only two teams i can say that reload properly are New England and Green Bay. They reload. And Green Bay is showing how it should be done in the NFC North.
3: I I have to agree with well, you there cuz right. yeah, there you know there's some other teams that team do it. But yeah, that I
1: don't every think team that, that works for everything.
3: It right. does every, not work right. for everything. Right. No, because I mean a lot of a lot of teams, you know, for them it it works out, you know, because of the caliber of quarterbacks they have and you know, the defenses and things of that nature. So Well it's
1: just it's, it's just what they built. It's just, it's just it's, how right, they exactly. Run in. You know. Other other teams
3: more, other people may look at it more as a solution base. Uh we need to we need this, 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 but they're also you know, a lot of you know, a lot of that pays in the budget and the salary caps, so on and so forth. So, you know, considering those factors. Um, real quick, this is where they end up as far as Total signings out of the 37 players of the 53 players who made the team spent time on the Packers active roster in 2015. The rest of the roster is comprised of all seven 2016 draft choices, six undrafted rookies, one street free agent, Cook, one waiver claim, Schum, and one former practice squad player, in Ringo. <laughs> they, they they released 17 players, played two on IR two on reserves suspended, and one on physically unable to perform to reduce their was- roster from 75 to 53. Oh, who were the biggest so, names they released? Does it show that? Uh, hold on. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. I think I saw this. All right, so these are all of their releases. Uh under quarterback, they released Marquise Williams. Under running back, they released Brandon Ross, Stephen Squirewell. Under wide receiver, they released Geronimo Allison and Herb Walters. Tight end, they released Casey Pierce. Um, the person they have listed as physically unable to form was, was Corey Leslie. He was an offensive lineman. They released um, Josh Sitton. Lucas Patrick, and they put Kyle Stuick on, I think that's how you say his name, S-T-E-U-K E-U-C-K. You gotta see how to spell that. Uh, he's on IR. Um, defensive lineman, the reserve suspended, it was Mike Pinnell. Uh, released was Brian Price. IR is Tyler Cooter. So,
2: they didn't release any big names. They did release important
3: special teams positions. Right. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like, you know, anybody big, you know, most of these people you wouldn't know. Um, Rick Lovato was the uh, center, special team center. So that's, he was a uh, long sniper. So if you look at the significant person, he would be the most significant person they released. But everybody else was, you know, just, you know, not not to diminish their, you know, who they were, but they were not people that we knew of or, you know, highly publicized players at that point. So, but hey man, you get down you got to where you gotta get down to. And it's it's curious that they don't have a long sniper, you know, and, and that was Lovato. So you know they at least gotta pick up that, that one important position before uh, next week. Or they'll do you like most teams, do they'll find somebody to do it on the team. Come here man, you're gonna long snipe? we're gonna teach you how to do this. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> It's not always the best philosophy, but sometimes. It well,
1: you know, again, the Green you know, Bay I'm... Packers and the Minnesota Vikings are still atop the NFC North division. So, with that being said, there is another squad. Who is a fan of our fit? The the one of the biggest fans I know is right here on the show, and that's the Chicago Bears. So the Chicago oh, well, wait a minute. Wait. We're going say the best
2: for last. Let's talk about the Lions.
1: We 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 we, we got with about the, the best. Line. What are you talking about? No 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 no, no. we're gonna say the bears. <laughs> exactly. So we're we we're, we're
2: savoring the, we're letting the bears marinate while we're talking about the line. Again,
1: they don't need to marinate. They need a lot more than marinating. They need a whole recipe. <laughs> whole recipe. <laughs> <laughs> Let us let the bears marinate. But if you wanna go the to the Detroit out of you know oh, because man. of how you you feel in some kind of way about your team. We can go to Detroit. Uh, uh, that was funny. Well,
2: That was
3: hilarious. You
2: see what happened was, we're going to talk about, you're going to hear me say something about the Lions Q- QB that I never say on this show. I have never been a fan of how excited some people get about uh, Stafford. I've never been a fan of the praise that he gets. But one of the things we were talking about in, the, the pre-show meeting was Stafford is arguably consistent QB in the NFL. He is consistent. You know you're going to get four to five thousand yards out of him. He's consistent. He stays consistent, and he has proven he can throw the receivers outside of uh, uh, Megatron, which is very important since Megatron's not walking through that. Calvin Johnson's not walking through that door, and Mark Staff, I mean, uh, Stafford has looked like the QB we have come to expect from him. The problem is with Detroit, they have just because they do good during the prison does not mean they're going to stay good once the season starts. So I'm uh, going to come to a decision within my head.
3: That staff will be consistent will everybody else step up, yeah I think well, so. I mean I think they will, man, you have to look at it like we said you know the most the most important position that you have to have consistent play is is that quarterback you know that that is, and you know just from last year you know he i think he was one of my uh, matter of fact he was one of my um, fantasy quarterbacks, and he did well. And that's what made me go looking. Like, all right, he's pretty consistent. Like I said, when he first started, I never thought that he was a bad quarterback in the, to begin with. You know, it's just a lot of the times it, it has to do with where where you land as a as you know as a player. And Detroit is finally getting to the point to where you know they're starting to you know the the owner has gotten put she's gotten pissed off enough. She's like I'm tired of this and they're starting to you know put money into the to the team and start to change the environment. So, you know, hopefully with the moves they've made, you know, um since Megatron's departure with acquiring uh, Bowden and um hopefully some of the some of the, the past talkers, uh we won't say his name, um, you know, will start to put their numbers where their mouth is and this will be a, a different different type of Detroit um Lions team. Uh well, they one went
2: through since Stafford being there and acquiring Bolden and Detroit fans have come to a point where they have expectations. There was a time period as a Detroit fan, they were happy with whatever they got. Now they are at a point where, where we have expectations. And that to me, as a fan base for any team, when you have expectations, you know
1: your team um, I just has, had has a taken fan a step who... forward. Okay. Let me let me pause you. I just had mm. a fan hit me like who was talking about we were happy with whatever we got? Who was that dude? <laughs> I don't think they've ever been happy with whatever they got. They just did not have all of the pieces to bring right. it together. Like, you would have a good running back, but then you got a coach who can't, you know, coach. you got an OC you know, who got, can't. Who got, right. You know, you right. then so you, that if you go get a it, new stadium, take, but the team sucks. So, the yeah, they weren't happy with right. whatever so, they yeah. got. I
3: think it's just,
1: you know, I'm apologizing to you know, him now.
3: Okay, well, I'll say we're, they we're not saying that They just took whatever. Let me rephrase and, well, my statement. Course. They have
2: higher expectations than, they've, than they have had in previous years, and higher expectations is a representation of of where your team is moving forward to. Once you have higher well, expectations.
1: Well, I think, I, think, I think them having well, I think higher expectations, expectations. I think they've always higher expectations. I think I think they finally got tired and voiced it, something that I'm waiting on Chicago fans to do, but you left them for last. So. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> They got tired. Okay. They, they 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 basically got, got sick and tired of being
2: sick and tired.
1: They they <laughs> were there at Ford Field. They were there. They were supportive. There are Detroit Lions fans on our Twitter, and that I know nationwide that, you know, they, they you go know some of them they wish too. Barry Sanders would come out of, Retirement but yeah, retirement. they go hard. They are not very <laughs> candles
2: will come out of retirement.
1: I they won't so just lay down and and, 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 and and take it. So they voice their opinion. Like we're paying this money, that's not what we're paying to see.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. And
1: we'll shut it down. We will stop. We will stop and y'all will figure out another way to pay for this stadium. We'll stop. Because that's not what we're paying this see, and when the when the owner understands how they feel, and she stops and takes a look at look at what's going on, she's like, "Well, hold on, there's a whole monkey show going on down here like what what what's the problem? Where's the disconnect? What do we have to get rid of, and what do we have to get because the fans are everything right." Yeah. They're
3: I need show, to take that same attitude. What, without the fans showing up and paying money for tickets and going to buy paraphernalia and do and supporting the teams, you know the way they do, these teams cannot exist. So you, you so you Absolutely. owe it to them as an organization to give them the best experience in the most cost-effective manner. <laughs> <laughs> in, in other words, words we pick. We've already, we've already said it. You know, and, you know, and then you also owe it to them as a front office that when you go and you start looking at all the players that aren't available to build your team, that you go get the absolute best. But in order to get the absolute best, you have to provide the absolute best environment for them to want to be in and want to go exactly. play for you. You know, so if they don't exactly. want to go play for you, it's your environment. It ain't the paycheck. It's your environment. It's, people it's want your to go play. It's, it's what Man, it's what's t- going t- people on. want to come. People want to go to games and they want to have a great time. Players want to go to teams where they're gonna be successful and they can have have you know have what they've always dreamed of. Nobody wants to go and be right be like Detroit, in the bo- in was, the bottom. with the
1: exception of Megatron and Matt Stafford and Golden Tate. Detroit was like where players come to die. I just ain't ready to retire, so I'll go there. You know, and that's so not, you know what they were building. They actually want to but, have a squad that is going back to being contenders, and I get it. So that's yeah, what she's so, starting to build.
3: If you look at it, like, you know, as, as we all know, everyone, everybody's had to get down to the initial 53. You know, they've done the same thing. They're going to roll with their two quarterback choices of Matt Stafford and Dan Olofsky. Um, Jake Ruddick was cut. I don't even know who that is, but okay. I'll have to look him up. Um, <laughs> he's a 6 well, here It tells me what he was. He was a sixth round draft pick this year. Shows mm-hmm. an improvement through the preseason. Could practice, and he could probably make the practice out practice squad if he clears waivers. Um, I, I think They have I'm five. Sure. They have five running backs uh, between the running backs and fullbacks: um, Amir Abdullah, Theo Riddick, Zach Zinner, Dwayne Washington, and Michael Burton. Um, Washington, I think, is going to earn, he earned a job through his play at training camp in preseason. And he and Zinner uh, bring a change of pace for the power element to the backfield. And Washington Case, also has a big play admin because of his speed. Um, receivers, making the cut, Marvin Jones, Golden Tate, Golden Tate and Quan Bowden. Andrew Andre Roberts and Corey Fuller is uh, on the pup list. Uh, who else? Tight ends that made it, Eric, Eric Eber and Kowick, Orson Charles, Brandon Pettigrew is on the pup list. And Andrew Corliss has been suspended. I hmm, wonder why. But we all have problems. Um, he's not the only person that was all suspended. As you know, that's been suspended. Uh, Packers have some people, too. Uh, Office of Line, Taylor Decker, Riley Rafe, Cornelius Lucas, Corey Robinson, Tra- Travis Swanson, Larry Warf- Warford, Lakin Thomason, Graham Glasgow, and Joe Dahl. Um, Office of Line... We, you know, people made that. These, these are. It's a lot of nice people. We hurry get to this. Um, They, they ended up with their 10 of those people, players, linebackers. They kept six linebackers, ten secondary uh, defensive backs between all of those guys, and they kept three specialists. So, and none of their specialists were cut.
2: (laughs) Well, one of um, that is all excellent. Um, but one of the things is we're 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 getting short on time, so we do need to move on to this other team that I call myself a fan of in the Chicago Bears, and I am definitely mm. a fan of the Bears.
3: Why? One, like
2: <laughs> one of the biggest <laughs> and glaring cuts that I'm noticing on the Bears roster is Jaquiz Rodgers is gone. They kept Jeremy Langford, Jordan Howard, and Kandian Carey, and uh, fullback Paul. Lasicki, I believe that's how you say his name Jacquez Rogers is gone so and then they have a probably their strongest position is their wide receiver and core um, but Eddie Royal has not played due to concussion uh, Sean Jeffries mm-hmm. there and Kevin White beyond those names you have other other people like Deontay Thompson and Josh Bellamy uh, i Shane McManus' name on this list. Uh, That is kind of shocking to me. So McManus is gone and Jacquez Rogers is gone. The Bears, one of the things I think the Bears need to go on and admit to themselves is they're rebuilding. And they need to go get a lot of people at certain positions. Kyle Fuller looked halfway decent in his rookie year, but... That's only halfway decent, and he dropped off from there. Man, Didn't he
1: just, get a, contract? Didn't he just yeah. get a new contract?
2: Yes, he
3: did. Mm-hmm. Tracy Porter, Would you like I'm glad he did. He don't no? yeah. sound excited. You don't want
1: to tell us the details? <laughs> oh, okay. No, no, I really don't. You need us. He, I don't,
3: really he don't. don't sound excited at <laughs> all. I, I really <laughs> think. It, was it, was, I, I think the
2: previous 40, two people to wear that jersey number, and Nathan Vasher and Devin Hester, are upset that Kyle Fuller has his jersey number.
1: And congrats, Devin Hester. He's now a yeah. Raven. But so keep going.
2: I mean, Devin Hester and and Nathan Vasher did the number twenty three proud here in Chicago, where yeah. the number twenty three is a sacred number.
0: Nathan.
2: That's a sacred number in Chicago, and Mr. Vasher and Mr. Hester wore it and did it proud. Right now, I cannot say the same thing about Kyle Fuller. I cannot. Well, Cass, uh, well, how much was his contract
1: for? $40 million. Let, yeah. For how long? For it? Before year.
2: Four years. Okay, before. let's but move you know, they on, on like, and talk about the contract extension. They like giving those right. type
1: of contracts. They, they like, okay, go
2: ahead. Let, let's move so, on and talk so, about so, Kyle Long's right. contract extension that he just got for four years $40 million. I'd rather
1: talk about Kyle Long's contract extension. <laughs>
2: <laughs> At least he has gotten three Pro Yeah, Long did
1: get some. Yeah, he, he's got Pro Bowling under his his belt. So three in a row, mm. three
2: years in a row for three years in the NFL. So let's talk about his contract extension. He earned here.
3: I really don't have much. I can't really like really disagree with you. That's sad. Like because you know you know me. I when when Fuller first started, I was like, all right, he could play a little bit. He's saw some signs. Okay, and then you all pick, of a sudden it was like... A
2: rookie.
3: Yeah, he didn't all yeah, of a sudden laugh at it. was like... His new
2: nickname should be Burnt Toast. He does not cover anybody.
3: Ah, man. I th- I think, Burnt you know, Toast Fuller. I think it was just a matter of, uh, of he was figured out. You know, because it's just like anything, man. You know, because I played... We well, haven't played wide receiver you know, DB in college. Um, well... It's it's once you want if if you can't you know I'm I'm not saying he's not worth the money if they, they felt like I, he, was he was worth not. it obviously that obviously if they felt like he was worth it you know then they did they you know I don't know what their philosophy was but hey they felt like yeah. they should spend See, the money on him so
2: you you, you extend well, Kyle Fuller's contract a, but there. you don't figure out how to how to make Alshon Jeffrey
1: uh get a right contract. Explain that one too. I'm me. gonna leave that alone because I explained it last season, but you wanted to act like Fat Me wasn't greasy. So I'm going to continue <laughs> Um so well, but
2: how do you how
0: do
1: you
2: how do you figure out a way to to, to pay Kyle Fuller but you don't figure out a way to pay all Sean
1: Jeffrey? I, I explained that to you last season, but we're going to keep it moving. we we got to keep it moving at this point. Okay, we do have to keep it, off it moving. The air I, I, I one agree more time, one. because it's very it's, it's real obvious. But um, I do know that the part of the releases and cuts for the Green Bay Packers, Josh Shitton, who is definitely a pro bowler, was one of those, well, what do you guys think about the fact that he is coming for the Bears to take a look at possibly adding – Mr. Josh to the Bears. He is going to visit the Bears and the Saints. Do you think that he would be a good fit for the squad?
3: I think at this point, anybody with experience. The Bears need to look, look at everything.
1: We we'll we'll a... <laughs> the Lions. <laughs> the Bears get... need to look at everything
3: on the
2: waiver wire and everybody that was cut. Period.
1: Well, he's definitely coming. He has to visit with the Bears and the Saints. So we will see if he's a mix up to New Orleans after his visit. So, where do you rank your squad? this season, considering everything going on in the NFC North, the Lions trying to rebuild, um, the Packers grooming for the future of the NFC to reclaim their title. The Vikings are like, hey, we're not going to RG3 our quarterback. We're going to go give up everything we have plus that new Range Rover and go get Sam Bradford. Where do you (laughs) put the Bears? I put the Bears at the bottom
2: of the well battling for third. I hope they play well enough to actually battle for third because I'm not Putting them in first and second conversation. I have read a few articles today. NFC GMs, AFC GMs. The best, the worst. The best that they have said they expect the Bears to be this season, and seven. The worst is six and ten. No one has wow. been more than nine games. Wow. And unfortunately, I have to agree. I'm counting eight and eight. I don't even see nine and seven. And if they make eight and eight out, the roster they have, they just have to be
1: happy. They
2: you
0: gave
1: them eight, have, eight, and eight They roster. don't
2: have anything more than a nine and seven mm-hmm. roster.
1: That's better than what I gave them. So.
2: Right. That, that, that ain't, that's actually proves my point. They don't have a roster worth more than eight and eight and seven. And that's being generous.
3: Mm-mm-mm. And there you have it, folks. A dismal season for the Chicago Bears is ahead. Hopefully, not too dismal to where we won't like have some type of win. <laughs> you know, at least we can feel. So we at least we could feel
1: something. You know. The Bears so I'm season saying, is, like awful. But, you know, the Bears Super Bowl saying, is on October 20th. Yeah. yeah. He said uh, October 20th. Who like they put All <laughs> <season. I> right. <ran. laughs> it's still going. How about that? Uh, but uh, let's move on seven. to uh, some, some of
2: the games that counted already this season. Some Back excellent college football
1: Gentlemen, NCAA football has kicked off, and these were some amazing games. So it's a continuation of last season to this season who will hold the title, the crown, the top 10 spots. And we have Mike and Renard to set it off with some college excitement. I, um, for some reason, don't have our game day music, but it will make a reappearance next week. So Mike, Renard, get into your college feels, rechannel your college football life, and let the fans have it.
2: Well, I'm going to start with the game that I was looking forward to all week. The game I expected, so So much from I just knew it was going to be relatively close when it became USC versus Alabama and uh, USC did score first they were up three to nothing and then everything else happened and that's (laughs) 52 to 6 ended the game made it hard to watch I was watching it was 31 she's like how am I still watching this I will say this much I have a quarterback. That rookie quarterback, that freshman quarterback, that true freshman quarterback looked like a senior yesterday. He was throwing bombs. He was running. His arm was arm. He showed off his arm. He showed power in his arm. He showed off the touch. And then when they said, okay, time, we're going to run. Let's see what you can do. They got this touchdown. That was, that was from a freshman. Because Alabama just is—we already know they have an excellent defense. Now, then Lane Kiffin apparently said, "Okay, now I'm going. Now I'm going to show you what I can do." Hey, Alabama—I did not expect 52 to six against USC. I expected them to beat USC, but this was two ranked teams.
3: I don't think USC is supposed to be like that. To be totally honest with you. No one expected I, uh, no, I I really don't think they expected to to for Alabama, not, not but Alabama, it, you know, you know. I mean, it, it just give, just ridiculous. given the history of, just given the history of who USC, you, uh, you know, who USC is, nobody would expect you to just be like, all right, I'm about to come, and nobody would expect them to get demolished like that. Uh, you know, um, especially the first game of the season, like uh, Mike's was like, they lost like that, Alabama, aren't yeah, the they feelings? See, because people understand, yeah, I work on that. Saturdays, right? So I don't really have access to the TV. You know, I don't have like the. I can't have the. I could have the game up. I'm not gonna say. I just say I can't. But I don't have the game up because I'm working. So I don't really get a chance to see all the games. But when I look at scores and I see that Alabama just pretty much laid waste to USC like that in the first game of the season, that says a lot. You know, and I don't know if it, I don't know who it says more about if it says more about USC or if it says more about <laughs> the number 1 team in the nation right now um you know uh it is it's, it's oh, man it's it was it was bad you know if you were at the game and you were a USC fan i, I feel for you i understand how you know, you all must have been just sitting there in and like I can't in disbelief that your team was beaten like that. But they weren't the other team who got beaten like that yesterday by, you know, ranked teams. so let's not get it twisted. There were other lopsided...
1: That, that, yeah, uh, well, that was terrible.
3: Uh that Clemson and, you
2: know, team was a lot closer than anybody expected. Clemson came in ranked number two and it came down to a so merry plays that Clemson had to block and beat. Yes, a win is all it was, but no one wanted it to be that close. That was unranked Auburn going up against number two Clemson, and it was closer than
3: anyone expected. Well, I think that, you know, from a standpoint, Auburn has, I think they're on the way of, you know, getting back on their feet and and building their team back up as well. Um, But... But, you know, like, in these first games, you always get to see where our team is, and it's not always going to be indicative of how the rest of the season's going to go. Uh, we've seen that happen a lot of times. <laughs> Teams start out great, and then at they, the end of the season, they fall off and you don't know anything about them. Um, but the fact that Auburn was able to play in such a close close game with them, um, it was scoreless the first quarter, then uh, Clemson went up 10-3, and then it was 3-0 third quarter. And then it was six. Then actually, Auburn scored um Clemson in the final quarter 10-6. to six. So you add in the fact that if they would have scored at least, you know, the third quarter, um, that's the one quarter where they didn't score, which probably would have made a difference in whether or not they won the game. But I agree with you. The fact that it was so close, you know, the number two team barely squeaking by an unranked team. And then you got the number one team just spanking the heck out of um, USC. <laughs> <You> <laughs> and then another ranked team. The, the doesn't end
2: there. Number three Oklahoma getting spanked by Houston. Granted, Houston is ranked fifteen. That kicked six, and a whole lot of else went on. Houston upsets Oklahoma, so that number three ranking is going to be
3: gone by this evening. Oh, you know it will. It'll probably they'll probably drop down. Let's see. They were number three. Um, LSU was number five. Oh, wait, they don't, lost. don't mention drive. LSU
2: yet. We got more stuff there.
3: I know. Hold on. I'm trying to find who the number four is because my, my scores are all over the place, people. I apologize. Um, where is that ranking at? Dun, dun, dun. And let's see. Florida State who's number four, right? Who did they
1: play yesterday? They haven't Let played yet. They see. played night
3: football they play haven't played Mississippi. They play right. Ole miss so my squad okay, so that's why that's why all right, so that's why we can't see there yet, but you know right. uh, my
1: squad has not played
3: yet <laughs> they play
1: they
3: play they play Mississippi tomorrow night, oh, yeah, they play Ole miss tomorrow, so and then Notre Dame and Texas play tonight or today. And Hanson and Old Dominion play today. Those are your games for today. Um, All these games that we had on Friday, um, Hawaii played California. Ooh, California put it on 51 to 31. Neither of those teams are ranked. Um, Let's see. Let's go through rankings right now. Wait
2: a minute. We got to move on through this because we got a lot more to talk about. Let's talk about that game that happened Classic Field, AKA Left Field. um, Wisconsin. In LSU yesterday,
3: they sure did. They upset the number five team um, by two points, ladies and gentlemen. It was sixteen to fourteen. Not a good chance to to see the game, but obviously, you know, if you're if you're a Wisconsin team player, most likely you're a fan of the Green Bay Packers, or you know, because obviously this is a feeder. This could be a feeder for you. But the opportunity to play in, in, in that stadium with all the fans, and I'm pretty sure a lot of the NFL fans come out and support. Um, I believe there was a clip on here with um, Brett Farr at the game. Um, great states to have a win on. Wisconsin is not ranked this year, unfortunately. Um, but it's still a big win, nonetheless, for them. And let's see how far this drops um, LSU. Um, you know, with their loss, you know, Oklahoma lost yesterday, so they're going to drop maybe a spot or two. LSU lost; uh, they're ranked number five. They're going to drop uh, uh, maybe a spot or two. Ohio State number number six demolishes Bowling Green seventy-seven to ten. Was that even a game? No, that was a game we can't call that. Uh, I mean, I mean, really, was that even a game? Like, I don't. I, I mean. Michigan, come, Michigan turns around and do, does pretty much the same thing to Hawaii. So Hawaii, three Hawaii, three.
2: They shouldn't have even been in the room.
3: But Hawaii has had some good teams in the past. That's a, that's the crazy thing. They have yes, had some they good have. teams. But that but game that was good. that game right there was like you know something else. Um, so we have that going. That would happen yesterday. I don't think number eighteen plays yet. Who was that? <laughs> um. My alma mater, I have to talk about this. You know, I, I, it would be so remiss of me if I didn't mention UNLV in this, um, in, in this thing, and I would just hurt my own feelings. They went ahead to demolish my niece's prior alma mater, Jackson State, 63-13. to Shout out to my UNLV Rebels. I am so proud of y'all. Um, I know it's been the first 1-0 start in a couple of seasons. We're, you know, here. So, <laughs> hopefully you all – it has been, man. I'm telling the truth, and they agree with me. You know, it's, we, we will all agree in the past few years they haven't got off to a 1-0 start. But, you know, starting the season off with a win is always a great thing. Uh gets the momentum going, gets you pumped up, you know, for the next game. And celebrate the 24 hours that's been over now. Y'all go ahead and get ready for UCLA. I wish I could go to this game this weekend. Oh that sounds God. like a fun game, UCLA versus man, UCLA. At,
2: at the road. Just the parties before and after the game
3: man. Uh, I wish I could attend. I really do. Don't y'all party too much, though. Uh, we're talking about UCLA versus UNLV. they ex- party. I might have so, to tell my son to go. Like, man, just go to my place and just go watch and just throw it just up on tell live. Me, so tell I can me see. what I missed type of thing. Nah, I'm going to just have, you know, that's why he got his phone, man. You know, go live. <laughs> go live uh, we, so I can we,
2: we can't not ignore the team that a lot of people have been picking to win the SEC East. Tennessee lost a nail – I mean, won a nail-biter, excuse me, won a nail-biter against – they won the game, but it was much closer than people expected. The third came down to an overtime win. You overtime against Appalachian State. And uh, that kicker used to call Blair Walsh. God. Find out what Blair Walsh does and say, I'm gonna do. What don't I'm gonna do everything the opposite of what you do because the kicker, he could have ended the game three times. Mm. Any one of his kicks that had gone in, it wouldn't have even gone to overtime. But They uh, Appalachian State in the overtime. And then, fan of University I have to happy uh, that Lovey Smith. And his team at University of Illinois won their first game. Yes, they only beat Murray State. Let me they destroyed Murray State. That score looked us uh, that of the, the game against Alabama USC or Michigan game or the Ohio State game. But uh, what I was coming out of Champaign include things like he respects the players he treats them like the and the players want to play for him, and big shout out respect, to you of I because they want to play for him, tells them every on the team has to lose weight because I want you running to the ball. They didn't like it, but they came with the attitude of if he's gonna treat me like with respect and like an adult, I at least gotta meet him halfway and they they've done that. no, I'm not gonna sit here and be even thinking. Illinois is going to challenge Michigan or Ohio State this season, but you got to start somewhere because top four teams in the Big Ten are teams like your Iowa's, your Michigan's, your Michigan's. Next on that list would still be Nebraska or Wisconsin, even before we even mention Illinois. Lee Smith sounds like he's got everything started, going to get some recruits because everything he's playing with are players that he didn't recruit got
3: everybody well, you know, buying in. You also have to keep in mind, you know, while lovey was here, he did you t- and, and you know in the league he did take Chicago to the Super Bowl. Didn't win, but he said So, but I think it's also the fact that um he's a very different type of coach and, and this may actually be a better move for him, you know, to to start coaching on the college level because he understands what it takes to get on to the next level because he's been there. Same thing with Harbaugh's doing down in Michigan. Same so Nick,
2: exact thing. Nick
3: Saban, you know. uh, Saban in Alabama. Right. Uh, you know, so these,
2: Carol was in at USC. So yes, Pete,
3: these you these know, coaches understand what they understand what's chasing. Them. And a lot of times, man, I'll, I'll be totally honest with you. You know, my best coaching experiences um, when I first started playing football in the fifth grade was that I, that was when I had coaches who only yelled if it really called for it they didn't demean you they ain't call you out your name nothing like that you know unless you just screwed up a play but other than that they came down they saw they sat down they talked to you they talked with you you know they build you up so that the next so that you always got better a lot of these coaches man they don't care how they talk to you they talk to you like some food like you some kid off the street and they and when you address kid address a person who's considered quote unquote an adult legally, and you still address them like a child, yeah, you know people have issues with that, and then you don't get the performance that you want to get. But when you go in and say, "No, y'all are grown man legally. You signed the contract as a man. So as a man, this is how I'm going to treat you. This is what I expect. And if we can if we can have this mutual respect between each other, and if you go ahead you and if you're following, you'll buy into the plan that. I want you to be successful, that I'm doing this for the betterment of you, not only as a football player, first as a student, you know, first as a person, second as a student, third as a football player, then we can then we can get the program where it needs to go. They they haven't had that in so long. And, man, U of I, it's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And it's a great school. You I, know, mean, I don't knock the school at all, but as far week. as the football, for, you know. So hopefully – you know, going forward, they will. University of Illinois is 1-0. thing. You know, and he, that is something to be proud of. Yeah. So, we we it definitely same is. As Alabama.
2: I said we. we have, Illinois has the same record as Alabama.
1: It is you know, definitely so something right. to be proud of, and we are going to continue our NCAA football conversation via Twitter and Facebook, so you guys will be able to check it out. But before our show wraps up, once again, what would the NFL be without a week of controversy and breaking news? So, again, we've got breaking news. Ow. We've got to get that out. We yeah, uh, so. um, The match Brothers out. Yeah, where, where do you guys want to start? Ah, the- Dallas. Uh, let's start. So they say. Mark uh, Sanchez Some, some
2: of finds his contract, contract with
0: Dallas.
2: <laughs> Publicly released. That he was not going to be playing in Denver, so they're investing in Dallas for tampering. How do you sign a contract? No, what?
1: not Dallas. No, how Dallas do you sign a contract? That. That you've been
3: released. You know, oh, uh, Dallas definitely tamperies. wouldn't do I, that.
1: Not Jerry Jones. Come on now.
2: Okay. Are right, we talking about the same Jerry Jones that I'm talking about?
1: If you didn't know that was sarcasm, you have not known me for very long.
2: <laughs> All right. I, I just need to for those that do know, don't know you, they understand. Jerry Jones did that. Yeah, he did that. They, they signed a player before it was released. And I can tell you, there are certain teams that could be mad about it. Because look at the Vikings. They had considered Mark Sanchez. Well, if he's signed before he's technically released... Thank you, Dallas.
1: Thank you, Dallas. <laughs> I, I appreciate all your hard work in signing Mark Sanchez. Go, Cowboys.
0: Yeah,
2: we can. <laughs> it may work out in Vikings' favor, but the argument can be made. Uh, it's just... Dallas situation... Just wow. I mean... The question is now going to be, who's going to be the starter? Are they going to start Dak Prescott, or are they going to start Mark Sanchez? It makes more sense to start Dak because he understands the system better. He's only been in it a few weeks longer, technically. But because Mark Sanchez, can he get up to speed? If he gets up to speed, will he start game two? Will he start game one? This is going to be crazy because just wow. Is he there to be a backup? Is he there to be a starter? have to watch this next week to see and then if we're going to talk about Dallas when this preseason started how many people expected Trevor Simeon out of Northwestern to be the starting QB for the defending champions
3: hey Hey. it happens man hey out of a school that is not known to be a football powerhouse well, you have to look at it, see like Congrats. now. I, I, now, initially, I, I admit, I admit, I was thinking like, okay, well, maybe they'll keep Osweller. but they didn't. He's with the Texans, and he's you know, with two so fingers. I got me my check. Two fingers. You know, so he's gone already. What they're, what they're saving with, you know, they say they're, they're going to save three point five million dollars. You know, as far as. Um, that goes. They also get. They no longer owe a conditional 7 round draft pick to the Eagles. And, they saved that. <laughs> the right. Eagles are mad. But at the at the same time, they get a low level dose of a veteran, you know, insurance under the center. So if if Sanchez happens to be doing well on the game, he has to fill in for Dax. Then okay. If he happens to be having one of his off days, not so much. So, you know, it's a gamble either way. But like we said before, man, you know, if you don't have Tony Romo out there playing in the first place, you don't have to even have this conversation. And his back's not broken. If you take into consideration that he's prone for getting hurt. It's just, you know, you know this. But, you know, the more interesting thing is that the way they describe it is that you know, Mark Sanchez signs his, you know, sign with the boys minutes, minutes, people, after being released. How does, how, how, does happen? Is how it happened? And how often does that happen? And how many minutes are we talking? You know, we talking about one minute after, we talking about not even a second, you know, that falls within that frame, <laughs> you know, so... If it comes out, and it's already been proven, I believe from what um, we've talked about earlier, is that this was signed prior to he signed prior to you know being actually released from a team. Then that's that's a lot to consider, you know, given Jimmy Jones and what he's attempting to do with his team as far as moving them toward forward in the um, you know rankings as well as making it to the Super Bowl. But it's Dallas, man. What do y'all expect? You know, some of y'all like it. Like, <laughs>
1: exactly. Some, it's Dallas. Some
3: people it's, like it. Some, some of America's team is and some people. It, it, you know, I've never con, considered, oh. you know, Dallas a, a, a quote-unquote America's team because everybody else falls behind that. I'm I not going to lie.
2: I was a fan of Dallas when I was a short, so I was a
3: set fan. I'm not going to lie. I was a oh, party. I was not. I was, not, I was a Tony Belichick fan. You know, but I, I can I can you like know. you and not like your team. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can be a can fan, of, I, I I, be a fan of you as a player I mean, and, big on that. and really not buy into your team and they drama. I like, I'm like and Gary Rice, but
1: they, no, no 49ers you know, gear ever set foot on my whole life. But I love Jerry you know. Price. so, so uh, I'm, I'm you know, just saying. Another, uh, another, now, I know we spent some time in Dallas, but we are still talking Colin Kaepernick. Um, Colin Kaepernick is showing his maturity. Last, he is, and last week when we brought him up, a lot of people were trying to throw a veteran aspect in it and so many things. Well, this week, if you've not been on Twitter, or again, if you've been under the rock, um, there are There is a beautiful hashtag and page with um, vets that are supporting Colin Kaepernick and his reason for why he does not stand for the national anthem. And there are actually others that are joining him. So, Renard, do you want to take us there with Colin Kaepernick, his recent um, press, press conference, conference, and the others who are backing him, and they understand.
2: The past, First, the press conference, they were throwing darts at him, trying to throw hard and he had – Answers. He's talking about he's donating his first million dollars of his salary to efforts and putting his money where his mouth is. Talking about uh, players that came to support him, one of the players on his team that is a veteran uh, himself, having another player on the team uh, join him in kneeling down, another player in Oakland taking a seat. The players are, are getting behind this man, and this is clearly not going away. He decided that kneeling was more respectful because sitting down just looks nonchalant, kneeling's taking an active role, and uh, kneeling just looked more respectful, I guess. Uh, another thing was it's just that it seems that however you want to, to, to tear this man down, he is prepared for the long haul. It came out this week that he wore socks with uh, with pictures of pigs wearing policemen's hats. Well,
3: no, no, stop right
2: wait a minute, there. wait I, a I, minute. I'm, let, I'm, me, I'm, let me I'm, let me go, go there. Ahead,
3: go ahead, because I want to give you my take on that one. Real wait quick. a minute.
2: One of the things that it also came out is that picture is from ten weeks ago. It he was wearing that more or less. Of when police, uh, when police were at their worst and they had issues in Minnesota and Dallas and, and uh, Louisiana, and that was a response to that. Once this came out, they released that picture at the absolute worst time.
3: Because that well no it, it, wasn't, a, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't at the worst time it was it was planned because you have to have some way to combat it, and you go digging and you find well he did this and and you know it is tough for people to go out and go ahead and do like you do, you know like we do here on the show, we do our research and we and we look at the actual source and find out now, when something was done now, let, instead of just can, quoting it but here's we're gonna here's continue,
2: we're of, gonna continue here this conversation of, live stream but I want to make sure fans know. One thing and one thing straight, you can catch us on blogtalkradio.com and uh, on blogtalkradio.com slash footballfanrushradio. You can also catch us on the podcast app on your iPhone as well and you've always been able to catch us on uh, the TuneIn radio app. I just wanted to make sure that our fans know to catch us there as we go, go on to the after show uh, and
3: continue to talk.
2: But now, what you were told? All right, so so like you know,
3: if if the if, uh, if officers are gonna, and I'm not saying they can't be offended, you know, someone to de- depicts some as a quote unquote pig or whatever. But here's my thing with that: if you're gonna have an issue with some socks that have police officers depicted as an animal as a pig, then so you have to have an issue with every Warner Brothers cartoon every made, every hannaburg cartoon every made every movie every movie every made that's that says police cops are pigs, and that's everything so you're gonna have a problem with everything across the board really, but at the same time if you if, if you if your behavior did not warrant that type of um comparison. We wouldn't we wouldn't have had this conversation. That's, and that's not to say that all cops are bad. I got family that are cops, you know, they're, and they're great people and they're fair people in how they do their jobs, you know. But outside of those few and the ones that I know personally and those that I don't know, you know, it's still a 50, it's fifty fifty across the board. Now it may be more, you know, cops on the opposite, you know, that that have negative feelings about about you know, let's keep it real, black people um because that's what the center of this topic is about you know oppressing oppressing people of color um but if it's true it's true and you can't the problem with america is america is so uncomfortable with the conversation that they is don't the want to have thing. they they don't want to have the conversation oh why don't you why we, why does it always got to be be about race because it is always about race you just happen to live in your little world over there where you're not really truly affected by it so because it doesn't Really affects you directly, you feel like it shouldn't matter to the other person. that does, but it's like you know. I watched the clip this morning. And it's like, what do y'all want us to do? If we silently protest, you got an issue with it. If we, if we um, riot, well, yeah. Us, if, we mar- if we march, if we march. and
1: and and that's you know, something that in. a lot of people keep saying that we live in the tale of two Americas. See, there is, are people it's who, like who've never cities. experienced you know what we go through. Um, police brutality for me. Hits home because it happened to My brother literally In front of my family and we had to Spend months in court and spend A lot of money Witnesses I mean it it Was so bad that witnesses took off Work to come to court about What they saw and it should have never happened But the fact that Even in that situation What happened to my brother the the Police officers were never truly Reprimanded And it you know it, it It this this is this is awful and it's ongoing and like you did say, Mike, it it all police officers definitely aren't bad. Some of my closest friends, some of my favorite biker friends, some of my best friends are officers. I, I don't think it's a person's character in a sense. I just think as as a whole, what a lot of us have experienced from the police department and what a lot of people have seen and a lot of people have seen the, the injustice there are stories of, you know, people riding with their friends of another race and they're pulled over and they don't understand why. And then their other friends are like, well, you know, why is all of this happening? It, it, it's heartbreaking for some. And we honestly do live in two different Americas. And the heartbreaking yeah. thing is when you want to stand for something or you want to bring some light on it, instead of focusing on the actual problem, the act, be it a peaceful protest or a protest of rage, everything focuses on the act and nothing is getting to the root of the problem. It's like when a person is ill. Do you constantly keep treating the wound or do you finally go in and figure out what is causing this wound to reoccur? You will never stop that wound from reoccurring if you're only going to treat the wound and not the actual root cause of it. And that is the right.
0: It's oh, so see, my biggest problem, right? We're we're just see, just lo- lo- yeah. Wait, before we
2: even get that what far, my is? biggest problem, my biggest problem with them, just going back to the Colin Kaepernick aspect of it is, so many people are concentrating on, well, what is Colin Kaepernick going to do next? What is Colin Kaepernick going to do
1: next? Yes. Why does Colin have to do on, anything next? He, did. Right,
3: what he is do is, he well, has, he has, right. My genius, well, and that's my whole thing. The
2: profile of this question; it should be our job. As citizens
3: of America, to take the next to step. To start, to take he the gets step next exactly step because, the problem. You know, we're sitting around, and that's the problem with, you know, Americans. Uh, and and I, I won't say all of us, but the, the vast majority of people, you're waiting around on someone to do something for you, or you're waiting around on someone else to take the next step when it's really up to you to do it. You don't have to, we, you know, I I, I was. Um, they were asking this thing about like Where are all the black leaders and all of this stuff You know we don't have to look to black leaders To be leaders in our own communities You you are a leader already if you choose to be You're a leader of the circle that you're in So if your circle happens to be a mixed circle of people Then it's up for you all to sit down And have those, t- t- those tough conversations About the differences between how black White people how we're all treated Because we are treated differently We are looked at differently you know, and a lot of it has to do based upon the propaganda, that, you know, that's spread in the media because we, I mean, everybody's not, every, I'm not a thug, I've never been a gang affiliated, I, I, that's never been a life I really cared about, but just because you know, I could be walking down the street one day and quote unquote, mass description of somebody the police looking for, and next thing I know I got a gun on my face and I'm being thrown, thrown down, and I may not even match this person's description. Mike, you're, that, It's 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 you know, Not so funny, these, but these, right, right, but these, thing. but these, but these are the type of things that 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 we're talking about. You know, all of these, and <laughs> and it's and and people have to understand, like, dude, this is a system. It's a system. It's an indoctrinated. It's an indoctrinated system. So One of you, the, it's you. It's been it's been a, it, it's been so ground in, you know, American society, and, and you know that. You know, what I said last week about being, you know, suffering from cognitive dissonance, that's just me. All it simply means that you know it's wrong, but because you feel okay, you, it doesn't really bother with you, you're not going to address it, because, you know, for whatever reason. But you know it's wrong, and you know you feel conflicted about it, but you're still not going to do anything. Well, one
2: thing that I remember, one of the earlier interactions that I had that was that got on, I grew up in Hyde Park. And my friends, we were – we. In cars, we we want to see a movie that is infamous in black and white communities. We went and saw the movie New Jack. We decided we wanted to open it. So how are we going to get to the movie theater? we were going to walk. Me and a few friends decided to walk to the movies. We're walking to go see a movie. The police pull us over. Walking, not even driving, and say, "What are you doing here? Why why are you in the neighborhood?" I live here where are you coming from where are you going I said I'm going home I came from the movies what did you watch and we pulled over being asked what we watched just walking down the street because we a movie a group of guys and the young lady pulled over and told to spread our legs and put our hands on the police car they had nothing to find on us we weren't doing anything wrong and that's the thing that young black men, or young men, and young people of color, have to deal with. And even though there was no pro- police brutality, no, well, have no, to deal with it, that.
3: But at, I disagree with you. It's still it, it, it's still a form of brutality. It's just it's just not physical. That, it's yeah, not just, it's, it, it, it is still it, it is still mental abuse. It is still mental brutality because. Here I am minding my own business. I just came from a good. I'm just came. I'm going home, watching a movie, and I got to get 20 questions because you think because of the color of my skin, I don't have the right to be in the neighborhood that I well, live in. I shouldn't be in this neighborhood that I live in, just because you don't see me on a daily. Don't mean I don't live here. Just because you haven't seen me before doesn't mean I don't live here. But that's also what what. If if you're not stopping me, if I'm not under arrest, if you're not suspicious of something not done, if you ain't got a complaint, if somebody didn't call you and all you know to say that you got a group of people walking down the street vandalizing, or if you have don't have a real reason to stop to stop me, go on about your business and stop the person that's actually doing something. Go stop the people that are actually committing crimes and stop wasting your time messing with people who ain't doing shit. I'm sorry, doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's very real and and it,
2: it, and people may feel that he used vulgar words but it draws that type of passion out of
3: people that have experienced these things. You know, so I I I I remember walking in um we were in a, when we lived in LA, I was walking through, we lived in Arcadia to be specific and for those of you who don't know Arcadia is a very is a highly Asian populated area in um about oh, 20 30 minutes south north West, uh, northeast of Illinois, of um, I say Illinois, of LA. So we LA, know this yeah. And I'm just I'm walking to the store. It's like November, so I was walking to. Matter of fact, I was going to Guitar, um, not Guitar Center. I was going to Radio Shack because I needed to get some headphones or something or batteries or whatever. Um, on a for a project I was recording, so I needed some chords or whatever I was doing. I'm walking through the, you know, through the parking lot, and this Asian lady is sitting in her car. Now, granted, like I said, it's November. Now, November in, in L.A. is a lot different than November in here, obviously, because there's no snow on the ground, but it still get cool at night. So I got a hoodie on my head, and I just walk, mind my own business, listen to the radio, to my headphones, and I look over at her, and the first thing she does is look up at me and lock her door. I'm not even 15, I'm not even close to her car. But that's the first thing she does is lock her door. Now, granted, that could have been anybody, but the fact that I'm pretty sure she saw I was black, and because uh, it, it, it could have been a possibility she might have just been being safe on herself, but when you see things like that happen, you know, and you experience those things, it lets you know that the, the stereotypes that they paint about black people and other people of color are alive and well in most people's minds, because I don't lock my door when people walk past me. That's not the first thing I have to do when I see a white person or a black person to lock my door. Regardless of where I'm at, I'm in the store a lot. People going to walk past me. I'm not tripping off that. That doesn't bother me. You know, but it's just, it's. It, but I think the most important thing is that, you know, we stay focused on what Kaepernick's message is. and This is bring, you know, bring highlight, highlights to these situations that people are dealing with every day. It's not sporadic. People you know it's it, it, This is a everyday thing And it's not it doesn't happen to everybody So I don't want you all to, to get off and think That it does because I'm personally I've never been racially profiled by the police You know most I've been, I've, been, I've been pulled over You know and I've, been, and I've been asked To let them search my car and I don't hide nothing I ain't doing nothing illegal so I don't care Here knock yourself out you're going to waste your time But I'm not in the hurry to get where I got to go So you can waste your time all you want to if you want to search my car you're not gonna find nothing. I don't have a I don't have a criminal record. I've never been to jail.
1: I don't have but any outstanding not warrants. you're that's a violation of your rights. Oh, period. I, well, you
3: know, at that point, it's a
1: violation. Yeah. It's, it's, you, you know, know so, and, and I mean, why but, if there's no reason?
3: But there are. But these are the type of things that you know people deal with, and I can't you know I can't say it doesn't happen to. Other people of different colors I can definitely say it, it doesn't does happen It does, a, because I mean you know, I know
1: what, what two states I lived in And no, the states are not um, Heavily populated with The um, the black and brown communities we, we were there, but We're not the dominant population And yes, it has happened to My friends that are white I, I lived in a state where A lot of my white friends have these same Feelings that um what you see come out of you know in the mass media of how blacks and and, and certain latins feel about <clears throat> police brutality and racial profiling i actually do have non-black friends who you know have, have gone through this who have been harassed regularly yeah, that's so what i'm that's saying it's across
3: the board you know it's, it's a not systematic this it's is a not systematic yeah, thing. exactly exactly <clears throat> you know and uh, you know, which is why I made the statement. It doesn't just happen to black people. This is a problem across the board. Everybody. This is how, you know, when you put people in power or you give them a false sense of power because it is a false sense of power, you know, that they that they have, and they feel like that badge really gives them the right to be above the law and and to do you know to inflict how some of them feel, when that's not the purpose of it at all. So. You know, let's if we get away from it being, you know, right now. Yes, Kaepernick's focus is mainly on people of color. You know, uh, but if if we're smart enough, we're brave enough, and we're honest enough with each other, and we can have the conversation about it, then we understand that it's a systematic problem that affects everybody, everybody. You know, and and it, it's, it's it's from the top down, so. Don't think that it's just with with that. It's from it's everything that we do. Everything in our daily lives is affected by, unfortunately, by the color of our skin. And it's obvious if you just pay somewhat attention to it. Yes, it is. And you know,
2: to, we don't want to end this uh, show on a negative. No, uh,
3: on, uh, on, a, on a good we'll note.
2: talk about something well, that oh beautiful. The artist.
3: Well, hold on. on hold, well, hold on. Before we even get to that, we do have to. I do want to say this for all of you. Who doubted Kaepernick was going to actually make the cut? He made the cut, so he's there. The two he's not starting, but he's the number two quarterback. So, and, and that I ain't even mad. At he that. might
2: actually raise to the number one, in my opinion, before the season's out.
3: Behind Ponder.
2: No, behind uh, uh, Gabbard, Blaine Gabbard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, don't 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 say that name, Christian Ponder, too many times. We don't want to. Say Cassandra, you uh, so
3: fun. <laughs>
2: uh, but we we gotta move on and talk about this beautiful thing that's being built in Las Vegas. Well, you know, it hasn't, Las been, Vegas built theaters, it
0: hasn't built. been built yet. It hasn't been
2: built yet. I say it's being built. Well, yeah. the artist yeah. rendition of what the stadium would look like, just wow. If it looks thing like this yep. artist rendi- rendition, say, it's,
3: it's going to be one of the most beautiful stadiums of architecture. I, I won't even call it a stadium. I'll call it a piece a of architecture. Just a facility, man. because if it looks like anything like this, and it's a dome, man, I'm gonna have to take game. I'm gonna have to take a trip out there just for a game myself. Granted, it's in Vegas, my old, you know, as we all know, this is where I went to school at. So Congrats. it just give me another reason to go. Um and, and check it out, but man, I'm telling you, people, if you have not checked out the the um, artist rendering of the Raiders Stadium proposal for Las Vegas, just go, you definitely wait, 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 wait. need to just just you can go to mercurynews.com. No, 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 and, and look at the on there. The best
2: place to go is the Facebook page for Football Fan Rush Radio. <laughs> that our Facebook page does have both a picture and a video.
3: So, go to our page. Well, there you have it. Go to our page. Check it out. And while you're there, make a comment, like it, share it, and, you know, and, and do all those things. With that, I think that is all we have to talk about um, for this portion of it. We did go over our actual 90-minute um, time initially, so it's you can okay. catch this portion. We
1: had things to say today, so it was all right. 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 you know. I'm not even mad about it. I you know,
3: we got to get these things off our chest, man. Con- conversation is definitely healthy. Um it it br- it brings us all to the point to where we can get things out in the open, we can and express our feelings and and reach common ground. And that is all we really want to see happen with everything that's going on. Um you know, with this uh with every with everything. Shoot, even with the Vegas, even with the Raiders, you know, I don't want that I- if they bring this to life, man. I'm telling you, I'm telling this, you man we taking a trip We just, taking a trip This just We going to have a, We going to have
1: We going to have a, have a, I take live a trip in, and this bag is baking is regularly anyway so I would love that football Yeah baby. we NFL football dude
3: You'd have yeah, yeah catch we going to get out of there We're going to have to make that a trip. So um, any sponsors who want to get on board for that next season after this is done and they've got this stadium built, trust me, we welcome you. We are one of the best companies you could ever ask to help brand you. We're all good people. We love football, and we're just looking forward to having you on board with us. Um, You can also hit us up. We'll have those. package for you all so very very soon when the season starts so we can get that rolling but yeah if you want to support us going to check out the new stadium in vegas let us know and we'll probably give you some way to pay for it we appreciate you can it. always find <laughs> us on uh well, you
2: can always find us on our facebook page at facebook.com slash football fan rush radio definitely on our twitter account at football fan rush uh, as we said earlier you can find us on the on our podcast through the Apple podcast app as we're searchable there listen to us live on blogtalkradio.com/footballfanrush radio and you can listen to us live or archive there you can run the RSS on RSS radio TuneIn radio app is all, always an excellent place to find us we we look forward to being there for you but hit us up on our Facebook and our Twitter accounts at, uh, whether you need for, for business or just
3: uh, personal enjoyment exactly <laughs> and as always and thanks
1: for tuning you in.
3: Know, thank you y'all have a great day yep. and enjoy football as usual and we will see you all and next all week when we are talk. live
2: and don't forget to look mm-hmm. out for Cass's corner coming up as she has many interviews coming down the pipe and uh, episode 2 of Renard's Rants is coming up
3: this week Y'all have a great day, yeah. enjoy it, and have a safe holiday weekend. And, you know, let's, let's um, definitely stay safe this weekend. Um, if you don't, if you're out somewhere, please, you know, keep your head on a swivel. Um, unfortunately, we do have to say that here in Chicago because of the yeah, it's, craziness. Yeah, it's a little rough. uh, You little know, rough. so definitely if you are here in the shot, man, you know, be safe this weekend. Y'all be smart. Um, if you have to argue with somebody, try to do your best to keep a calm head, and, and you know, and understand that that moment can pass. But you know, you'll, you'll, and we, but it's more important that you're still here after it passes. So don't do anything foolish, y'all. Work it out. Put the guns down, everybody, and we will see you all on our next show. You all have a great day.